Who's the queen, 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 queen? Who's ready for some tea? Hey, what's up, world? This is your girl, Queen Meese. Thank you so much for tuning in to the last episode of not only the year, but the decade of the Queen's Tea Podcast. Welcome to those new listeners of the Queen's Tea Podcast. And thank you for the loyal listeners who are coming back again. Y'all, I cannot believe that it's not only the end of another year, but the end of a decade, y'all. Like, this is crazy. At the start of the decade, I was a freshman at college. Um, shout out to Delaware State University. I, I just can't believe that 10 years has passed. Um, and we're here again. So I know I've been real trifling, y'all. Um, I profusely apologize for not checking in um, as regularly as I should be. But 2020, we're going to get the Queen's Tea Podcast as a regular thing. And thank you to folks who have been asking for the podcast or saying that they love it and they want it back. I really appreciate y'all so much. So today's episode of the Queen's Tea Podcast is brought to you by nobody because I ain't been recording and I ain't got no sponsors. But if you want to sponsor the Queen's Tea Podcast, please let your girl know. Email me, DM me, comment, all that good stuff. Anyway, so two weeks ago, I was having a conversation uh, with my work wife. Shout out to Brittany. And we were talking about marriage, right? We were talking about the concept of marriage being hard work, right? And I took it to my Facebook and I asked like, hey, for the married couples, is marriage hard work? Is it challenging? And what makes it hard and challenging? And I got so much feedback from wives, mostly wives. Um, I don't know if any husbands commented, but mostly wives. Um, just talking about the different challenges um, that couples face in marriage. And so for the last episode of 2019, the last episode of the decade, I really wanted to um, dedicate an episode to talking about marriage, particularly millennial marriage. So I am very happy to be joined by some special guests. First and foremost, I got my man, my husband, um, Justin Bailey is here today. Hey, boo. Hey, hey, hey. Checking in, checking in. Okay. What's going on? <laughs> Y'all, okay. <laughs> anyway, also we have one of our favorite couples. We have Brittany and Terry. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Terry. <laughs> so, okay. So, we're going to get this thing um, popping. We're going to kick it off talking about marriage. Um, we're going to be talking about love language, um, how, you knew your, your, how you knew your spouse was the one, uh, what makes marriage challenging, and just some advice um, that we have for, fo for folks who are married or, you know, aspiring to be married and all that good stuff. So, my first question, and I'll kick it to Justin to answer for us. But I'll kick it to um, Brittany and Terry first. Um, please introduce yourself and let us know how long you've been together and then how long you've been married. Okay, so I'm Brittany Burroughs, a.k.a. Drew Burroughs. I'm Terry Burroughs Jr. Um, okay, and we've been together, I guess, about five years. Yeah, five years. I actually stopped counting once we got married. Um, and we've been <laughs> married about a year, a year and four months, a year and four okay, months. Okay, Terry, like a year, yeah. four months, three he days, 24 math. hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess 24 hours would make it a day. So just scratch that. I'm sorry. My, my math is not that good. y'all. <laughs> All right, babe. How long have we been together slash married? Uh, I think we've been together since, uh, 2013. 
Is that correct? Okay. 2013. Um, We've been married since 2017, so a little over two years now. Yeah. Um, Barely bond, still walking. Still rocking, still going strong. All right. So, next question. What is your love language? But I want y'all to say what your husband or wife's love language is. Let's, let's do a quick quiz real quick. I'll start off. Okay. Um, so, my wife... A.K.A. Drew Burroughs. Her <laughs> love language um, is acts of service. Okay. She's, she's nodding, y'all, so that means she's it right. was correct. <laughs> Definitely. When I got back from Chicago last week, my car was completely cleaned out. So um, that meant the world to me. Just acts of service. If I come home and a chore that I was planning to do is already done, it means everything. So, yeah, he's on the money with that one. Um, and his love language is physical touch because it's a man. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, babe, you want to go next? You, you can start. Go ahead. Okay. Start. All right. I'm, I'm a little worried. Y'all, I'm going to be very embarrassed if you don't get this right. Uh, anyway, so um, Justin's love language is words of affirmation. Um, <laughs> I'm correct. Um, and, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Okay, what's mine? So last I checked... Your love language is quality time. Okay. I thought I was going to have to stop this show and be like, that's it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay. So, yes, quality time. I'm the type of person that I can spend the whole day with Justin, and then as soon as he tell me he about to go somewhere, I instantly get sad, um, and I don't want him to go nowhere um, because quality time is my love language, and I like uninterrupted quality time. So, yeah, you got that right. Good job, babe. I try. All right, so now that we got intros and like a little icebreaker out the way, now we're about to get into the nitty gritty. And so my next question is, what was your introduction to marriage? So like, you know, when you were younger, were your parents married? You know, did you learn about marriage from society? Just kind of talk a little bit about how you were introduced to the concept of marriage. Okay, so I'll start. Um, My parents are married and they have been married for... I think 35 years now for, yeah, if I'm 31, then yeah, yeah, 35 years now. Um, And before that, my grandparents were married 66 years before, you know, before they passed. So marriage, I have always had, um, I guess, a a open window, if you will, to what, what black love and what black marriage looks like. And I guess the good thing about it is, I also got to see their their trials and tribulations. So it wasn't easy. So I got to see like the problems that my grandparents had and the problems that my parents had. So as I got older, I already had a mindset that marriage was going to be work. It wasn't easy, um, but it was worth it. So that was something that I had established early on. So I have something similar. Um, My introduction to marriage was my parents. I didn't really know my grandparents as much, so I don't know about the marriage life with that. But my parents in general, they've been married for over 30 years. Um, So even growing up, like I've seen them go through different things and just like supporting the family was a staple within their relationship. So whether it was like one parent lost a job or one parent was struggling, the other parent would help out. So it was like that partnership. So that was like something that I looked up to. And then like from society, you hear about marriage and you hear like the downside, oh, like from your boys, like, oh, he getting married or oh, he's out now. So it's like different out things like game. that. You hear certain things. But it's always that thing in the back of my mind. Where like I grew up seeing my parents. So growing up seeing them like work through all the challenges. It's something that I aspire to be or aspire to do. 
My turn, baby? All mm-hmm. right, cool. <laughs> uh, so I, uh, my introduction to marriage. So uh, my parents, both of my parents' parents, so my grandparents on both sides of the family were married. Um, my parents were married. Uh, so a majority of my aunts and uncles on my bro- on my father's side were married. So I, I would have been around a lot of married people for my for my common life, I should say. So seeing good things, seeing not so good things. The thing I will say is, you can tell when things are going good, great, but those who know that they're that there's somebody looking at their marriage, they'll do their best to shield you from those things that aren't so great. Even though peculiar minds always say, well, I can kind of tell. But uh, overall, uh, my introduction to marriage was very, very, very good. And I think that uh, it has played a, a role in the little over two years that I've been married. So definitely. Awesome. Thank you, honey. Um, so mine is completely different from everyone. Um, my parents were not married. My parents were not even together. Um, and my grandparents raised me from day one. And they were married. Um, my, my grandfather is actually not my biological grandfather, but he's the only one that I've ever known. He's my grandmother's second marriage. And I'm going to be honest. I, when I think of good examples for marriage, they do not come to mind. Um, only Mm. because I just like, it very much seemed like they poured more into me. Well, my brother and I, well, my brother and me, um, than they did to each other. And I think, um, and then like my mom, you know, she was married to my brother, my brother's dad, but you know, that was a very toxic marriage. And so I honestly think that throughout my life, I have seen very toxic or unhealthy marriages. Um, and you know, my grandparents are still married. They've been married for over 30 years now. Um, but I wouldn't say that they're like goals. I will say though, that seeing all those kind of unhealthy or, you know, um, not properly prioritized marriages kind of gave me the groundwork to do the complete opposite mm. of what made you want to be better. It made me want to be better because, you know, even when it, I think of it, even when we're talking about money, like, you know, my family is not good with money. And it was like, all right, I know what not to do with money. Let me just do the complete opposite. And so I feel like that way about marriage, too. Like, I I was shown very early what not to do. And it's no shade to, like, you know, my family, especially my grandparents. I love them to death. Uh, But like I said, I think that their priority was me and my brother and not each other. And and I saw that really cause a lot of strife in the household. Do you think you'll internalize that? Like, when you all decide to have children— do you think that maybe you'll be, you all will focus like on your children more than each other? Or like you said, will you do the opposite because of how you were raised? Uh, um, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Like, ready to turn, look, ready to turn this into <laughs> to, uh, to the, to the host. Oh, my sis. Um, you know, that's a good question. I will say that because Justin and I have ba- different backgrounds, I'm hoping that we'll find a mix. So mm. like, you know, there is nothing that I want more in life than to become a mom, but I'm a wife first. Um, and I'm hoping that that, yes, sis (laughs) quote me. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, because of our various backgrounds where I haven't seen the best idea of marriage and he has, you know, seen some really good marriages. I'm hoping that that blend will help us to like, you know, enjoy being parents and like pour into our children, but also still prioritize each other. So I won't have a choice, but to balance that, balance that thin line between child and wife, because if I give 
our child too much attention, my wife is going to let me know. Yes, I'm a Leo. Enough and, said. And vice versa. I feel like if I'm giving <laughs> my wife too much attention, our child is going to let me know. So I think I'll have that proud duty of making sure that everybody gets their fair share of me. Yeah, well, well, I don't know, y'all, because Justin, I said, if we have a girl, it's over for me. I think I hope I hope he was being facetious. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, please let it be a boy, because <laughs> I'm a Leo, and we require attention. Like, if a love, if if attention was a love language, that would be mine for sure. But I maybe that's why I like quality time. Exactly. <laughs> that's it right there. Um, all right, so moving right along. So. This next question requires a little bit of thought. So um, I know that we both have things or all of us have things that we love about our spouse. Um, but if you can think of, if you can pinpoint just like, you know, one or two things that really let you know that your spouse was the one for you, like the one that you wanted to be with forever, what would it be? Okay, so I'll go first um, because actually we were discussing this on the way over. And I told him <laughs> that I was not going to tell him my answer until we, we got here. Um, so the one thing for me, trust has been a huge part, you know, in all of my, my relationships throughout life. And not trust in the sense that I think my significant other is going to cheat or step out. But I need to trust that you're going to do what, you're say, what you say you're going to do. So in the in the beginning... Terry would tell me, hey, we're going to meet here at this time on this day. And it sounds small, but if we actually, you know, if he kept up with those plans over and over, that let me know that he was a man of his word mm -hmm. and that he could be trusted to do what he said he was going to do. If he told me he was going to take my car and put gas in it, um, I could trust that he was going to do that. And he, there wasn't anything that was going to come between that. So building on that trust, let me know that I was a priority to him. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge thing for me. So I can't necessarily pinpoint one particular moment to let me know that he was the one, but those actions over time, definitely let me know that yeah, God has sent me who I was looking for. Amen. So I think mine, it's like a few it's like a few different um, situations that popped up. Um, it's not like particular situations, but like certain instances where things popped up. And the, the main thing with me is that um, support. So like even support wise as when I'm trying to build myself up or like trying to like do different things, like the support I get from Brittany, um, that means a lot. And I would say, like, my second love language behind the physical touch would be words of affirmation. So hearing that supportive language is something that stood out to me, um, from even from, like, previous relationships or things like that, um, or situations. Like, I didn't get that. But when I, like, got that from her, that really stood out to me. And then, like, okay, this is someone who, like, really wants to help me grow um, and really, like, and check me. So, like, if it's certain some things where, like, I'm not doing something right, like, say it. And then when she says, I'm like, oh, well, okay, she's trying to really, like, help me, like, adjust and, like, grow. So that's something that, like, really shined a light on, like, what I needed to do and, like, kind of showed me that she was, like, the one, so. That's awesome. <laughs> Burrows of bliss. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I can pinpoint not a particular thing, but definitely a particular time. So if you um, have been following the podcast, you know that Justin and I were very close friends for a long time before we actually got together. Um, and I can remember, so after I graduated from college, I interned on the Hill. 
Um, after that, I didn't have a job. And then my mom just randomly like got me a job at this dental office that was not far from where I lived. Um, and during that time, you know, Justin and I had reconnected just being friends. Um, but I think at that point we were starting to explore something else. Um, and I just remember being so depressed because I felt like a failure. Like I was like, you know, I did what I was supposed to do in college. You know, I was in a sorority. I was Miss DSU. I was all these things, but I didn't have a job. And then I ended up having a job that I hated. It wasn't my skill. And I just was really, really down on myself. And I remember one day, particular at work, I got an edible arrangement delivery and I didn't know who it was from because nobody like knew the location of where I work. And Justin had sent it to my job and the note said, um, thinking of you, but believing in you even more. And I think that it was at that very moment that like something shifted for me because not only did he just send like that, First of all, it was the intention behind it. I had never t physically told him the address of where I work. I think I had mentioned the, the dental office's, um, the dentist's name. And he just like, you know, did his research and found the address. And just that small note meant so much to me. After that, like I was sending him my resume for him to like fix up my resume. And I had always been that type of person in a relationship where I overcompensated for the other person because I was mm -hmm. deeply insecure. I was like, if I do everything for them, then, you know, they won't cheat on me and they'll treat me right. And then here he was actually pouring into me. And I think that that was the moment that I knew, like, all right, you know what? We got to get out the friend zone because this man is literally pouring into me and supporting me the way that I asked God for my helpmate to do and i think that that's when i knew that he was the one so for me um two things come to mind oh this is new i haven't heard this two things come to mind so uh first things first one of the things that intrigued me so much about jamisa in the early stages was her vulnerability she wasn't afraid to be open she wasn't afraid to be honest and especially you know, those things can be especially hard when you're starting to get to know somebody, take things to the next level with somebody. She felt very, very, very comfortable in doing those things. So that was a green light for me. Like, okay, she she really trusts me with certain things. She really is comfortable around me. So that's a whole plus. And then secondly, uh, Jamisha's a good listener. And she, it's the little things uh, that she used to do. Prime example, we could be having a conversation one month prior about something I like. Could be a sports team, something I've wanted to do. A month later, three weeks later, I have it in my hand or we're at a site or we're at an event. I always wanted to say I wanted to go to the Vikings stadium. Boom. Birthday came. Vikings tickets. Went to Minnesota. Had the time of my life. So my wife has always been a listener. Uh, she's just always been vulnerable with me. And that is such a plus for me because... At the end of the day, one, like I said, she trusts me uh, to get on that level with me. And two, she actually cares about the things that I like. Uh, so it, it, was, it was just a win-win from the start. Yes. Thank you, honey. That made me so happy. I will also say that I actually um, I actually uh, fell asleep at the Vikings game. <laughs> it's all good. It's all I good. don't know. How, first of all, like, I'm the type of person, I sleep with earplugs. And the littlest thing will, like, wake me up. But I fell asleep in a stadium. Um, 
But anyway, y'all, we are going to um, take a really quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get in the nitty gritty. We're going to be talking about what the difference between dating and marriage is. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, welcome back to today's episode of the Queen C Podcast. We are talking about millennial marriages, y'all. So before the break, um, we got to chat with one of our favorite couples, Brittany and Terry. We talked about love language. We talked about what our introduction to marriage is, uh, was, um, I should say. Um, and then we talked about, like, we got a little teary, a little sentimental, and started recalling the time that we found out or we knew that our spouse was the one for us. So now we're going to get into um, the nitty gritty. So, like, what is the difference between dating and marriage? And I think that that's important to cover today because a lot of folks are always like, you know, if you live with someone or if you've been together for a long time, you know, it's easy to feel like there isn't really a difference um, between dating and marriage. And I think that all four of us can agree that there is a difference. Um, so, Brittany and Terry, what's the difference between dating and being married? So, I'll go first. Um, so, the difference for me personally, when when I was dating, even prior to Terry, I was always worried that I wouldn't get married because um, I would get bored really easy. So... That, that the get out was always a comfort zone for me. So I, I knew I could always say, okay, well, I don't want this anymore. I could leave. So that's like the biggest difference. But with, with Terry, um, I knew I didn't want that option. You know, I wanted to be in it for real. So that's like the biggest thing for me to be able to, be able to remove that comfort zone and to say, okay, yeah, we're here for life. Like this is it. So that's the, the biggest difference for me. Um, so I echo those same thoughts. Um, but from a more like, general standpoint, I would say dating is almost, and everyone doesn't want to get married, but I would say dating is almost like a practice for that. So dating is you want to see like testing the waters, trying different things out, seeing like who you kind of mesh with the most. Um, and it's still a commitment that comes with both dating and marriage. Um, marriage is more so the legal commitment, but so dating is more so just like, like I said, testing the waters or we're also talking about like millennial marriage, but like as older people would say courting. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so courting, I would say would be something like you're practicing for the marriage. So you're trying to see like, do both of y'all vibe together? Do both of y'all kind of get along? Can both of y'all like coexist? Um, and then like once you reach that certain tier, then you move on to like the marriage and marriage is like, I'm in it. Like, through thick and thin, whatever happens, I'm in it. So, versus dating, like, it's like I'm in it, but eh, I'm kind of jumping in and jumping out. You yep. know, if I'm not feeling it, I can, like, fall back. Versus marriage, like, if I'm not feeling it, we're going to talk. Mm -hmm. So, and it's a commitment. Like, we made this legal, like, spiritual commitment to each other, so we're going to work through this. So, whatever we face, whatever trials and tribulations, we will find a way to get through it, around it, over it, under it, whatever. We're going to get past it. Um, so I think that's the biggest difference between dating and marriage. Babe? Uh, so for me, I mean, I'll keep it brief. Uh, <laughs> I think we, well, not I think, I feel as though when you're dating, everything that you're doing is more so a choice. Uh, you're not legally tied to that person, so you can literally choose what you want to do, if you want to do it, if you don't want to do it. 
Uh, but I think when you move to the marriage stage, it's more of the responsibilities. You you can you have the responsibility to do the things you're supposed to do, but you also have that responsibility to not do the things that you're not supposed to do. Uh, and just like everyone else said, you know, you can't leave. Uh, you may be upset, you may be tired, you may be a little weary, but at the end of the day, you can't leave because there's there's a, it's a little bit. And I say that largely, but it's a little bit more to marriage than just dating. Excuse me, than, than dating. So, uh, so with that said, yeah, it, it's a lot more responsibility. Uh, you have to make uh, a lot of decisions by littling what you feel is best and bringing in what your partner may feel is best because at the end of the day, it's a team. So uh, it's definitely hard work uh, in that same sentiment, but uh, it's, it's worth it. Trust yeah. me. So <clears throat> Justin just brought up something, and this is one of my favorite things to say, and we actually learned this in marriage counseling. Um, you know, marriage is a compromise, not a competition, because in a compromise, you both win, and a competition, one loses. Um, and I think that that is probably the biggest thing. Um, and also, like everyone is saying, like, you know, now granted, if you want to get technical, you know, there's always divorce and separation, but Justin and I, and I'm pretty sure Brittany and Terry – have approached marriage that like divorce is not an option. Like we're in this for the long haul. And I think that that is the biggest difference. Like you are waking up and choosing this person every day. Um, and I hate when people say like, you know, marriage is just a piece of paper. Well, honey, so is money, but the people, honey, listen, you better I live for a dollar. Okay. That is the reason I go to work every day is for a paycheck. And so when people, you know, start to belittle marriage, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy to me because it, it really is a lifelong commitment to each other and with dating you know you can date multiple people I mean technically you can be married to multiple people but we ain't living that type of lifestyle this ain't that that type of party um but it just it really is a choice to stay and make it work and it, it, it is constant compromise um, that you... It's not a choice. It's a responsibility. Excuse me. Thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Spider-Man. With great... Uh, what is it? With great... Uh Strength comes great responsibility yeah. or something like that. Power or something. Oh, thank you, Spider-Man. No, I'm Justin. Um, but, yeah, I, you're right. It is a responsibility. Um, and it's different. Like, you know, if something ever happened to me, my husband would, you know, be the one who was responsible for making decisions for me, um... You know, if something, God forbid, was to happen, he would be the person, you know, that would be kind of point on getting my affairs in order. Um, so it's not just a piece of paper. It's so much more. Um, so it's spiritual. It's, yes. It's spiritual. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of spiritual, Brittany, you just gave us a good segue. So when we did the, um, when we were doing the break, we were chatting in between, um, and we talked about this idea of how in both of these couples um, that are featured on today's episode that there was a level of manifestation that happened. So like Brittany, I, I would love for you to tell me the story that you told me during the break. Oh yeah, sure. So I was, I was telling um, Jamisa and Justin, that I prayed for Terry, essentially. I, I prayed to God that I was tired. I was tired of the same type of man that, that I was being introduced to, and I prayed for something different. And so, long and behold, three days later, Terry slid into my DMs. But what was funny is that how, how the devil moves, because the devil sent me somebody too. And at the time, I had a hard time figuring out who was who. Because I knew that God would deliver on his promise. I just had a little a little issue with figuring out who he sent and who, who the devil sent. 
So I asked, I said, well, God, which one of these men is from you? And literally, I'm not exaggerating, that same day. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I was at a baby shower, and I got on Instagram, and I saw who was who. And I said, okay, thank you. Say no more. I know where I need to be. And that was early in our relationship, early in our courting. We weren't even in a relationship yet. We were just getting to know each other, and I knew that he was from God. So that manifestation is like a huge thing in our relationship. Hey, man, listen, hey, listen, man, hey, honey, man. I wish I had this sound effect so I could do my little tambourine. <laughs> So oh silly. my gosh, I wish I had my little tambourine board. I'm gonna have to get that for the next episode. Um, but something similar happened with us too, but it wasn't me who manifest who manifested, it was Justin. So I met Justin in 2011, and shortly after us getting to know one another, he slid in my DM. Shout out to Twitter. Um, and he told me. Jimmy said, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, whatever. Like, you too hypocritical and you too, you know, you comment on everything and you're too blah, blah. It's not hypocritical. What's the word that I used to say you were? Critical. Critical. Hey, Justin, I remember one Virgo time, gang. y'all, listen, <laughs> I remember one time I text Justin and I was like, oh, you know, I got my hair cut today. He was like, why? It ain't yours. Whoa. <laughs> wait a minute. Um, excuse me. <laughs> But anyway, he would tell me, like, Jimmy, so I don't even know, you know, why you wasting your time, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're going to, you're going to be my wife. And I was like, mm, whatever, whatever. Like, I, you know, we went our separate ways. We dated other people. We became, like, really genuine friends. But in the back of my mind, when we actually went to the front, you know, moved out of the friend zone, I was like, wow, like, Justin literally manifested me being his wife in 2011. 2011 and I would always I was the type of person I remember in high school I had a list of everything that I wanted in a man and y'all I got very specific I was like he need to know how to cook he need to know how to sing or play an instrument like I was I had about 19 things that I was praying 19. to God for <laughs> and y'all I lied to you not Justin is every because my baby can sing, y'all. He can sing. If you ever seen the Bailey Bond wedding highlight, or we you were there, the honey, he can sing and he can cook. Um, and I just think about how you know I I wrote down what I wanted. I made it plain. I didn't settle. I did not settle. And then I met this person. He told me I was going to be his wife. And then you know we went through what was that from 2011 to 20. 13? She's leaving out the part that she, I asked her to be my girlfriend and she turned me down. Well, Justin asked me to be his Ooh. girlfriend on Twitter and he was out there doing his own thing at UMES. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I <laughs> and I already know I was not for that BS. So I had to wait till he got, you know, sold his royal oats um, before we ended up, you know, get, coming together. But you know, I just think about how awesome God is and that he gave me exactly what I wanted. And then, you know, like Rudy said with the devil, it's like, you know, the I, devil was, is business. I was standing in my own way because here this man was, you know, I, I, one thing I will say, and then I'll, I'll go to the next question. I, I, ne I was never friends with anyone that I ever dated. I was mm. never friends with anybody that I ever dated. And when Justin and I met one another, you know, we did the talking thing, and then we just decided, well, I guess I decided for us, um, that being friends would be better. And, like, we were friends. Like, we were absolute just friends. 
And I think that that's what makes our marriage so strong because, you know, people can lie and be like, oh, my spouse is my best friend. Justin really, like, legit is my best friend. Like, I always tell him if I had to pick one person to tell my secrets to for the rest of my life, it would be you. And the reason I know he's my best friend is because when something happens to me, when I tell Justin, there isn't a feeling that I have to tell anybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, I am just okay with him knowing. Now, granted, I'll tell my girlfriends, but it's not a, a, a feeling, whereas with people that I used to date, I would feel like, oh, you know, let me call them first and tell them and then tell the person I'm dating. Or let me tell the person I'm dating and then tell everybody else because I needed some type of validation. But he's just enough for me. Um, so I love you, boo. Boo. You too. <laughs> anyway, um, all right. So now I really want us to have a really, really honest and candid conversation um, around this idea that marriage is hard work and challenging um, because, you know, we hear it. We always hear, you know, marriage is a job. It's hard work. But like, what does that look like? Like, how does the concept of marriage as a challenge or a job or hard work? Like, what does that actually look like? I'll start then. <laughs> From So for the hard and challenging, I would say it's hard and challenging because you're always learning. Like, you're never, like, it wasn't like we got married and then all of a sudden you handed a blueprint of, like, this is exactly what, how's everything going to go for Absolutely. the rest of your life. So you're always learning. Like, you're going to go through, through different things that are different obstacles going to be, like, thrown in your way to where, like, what you did in the past and how you thought through it is not going to work again. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, and let's go back to dating and marriage. Like, if we're dating, like, okay, I might think of certain things, but as a marriage, like, we are one, pretty much. So, like, I'm thinking about, like, okay, how's it going to benefit me and her in this? So that's going to make it harder because, like, you face a challenge and you're like, okay, I got to think differently. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm, I got to learn more about myself. Like, okay, how am I going to act in this situation? How will whatever I do in this situation benefit both of us? And how will it like not strain our relationship? So I guess in terms of like even like when we have like little disagreements on certain things and it's like certain things that pop up where I'm so like not used to that situation that I may overlook something. But then she pulls me back down to keep me grounded, like, hey, this is what I'm thinking about. Um this is how I'm feeling. I'm like, okay, maybe I like overshot and didn't look like at the feelings in general. But now that I'm getting that, um, I'm always learning about how can I be better. So it's like, how can I be a better husband? How can I be a better supporter? How can I be a better person in general? Like, what can I do to be the best version of me and be, help us become, like, the best version of ourselves? I think that is something that is always learning. Yep. Terry just stole my answer. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's it. It's thinking of, of us instead of me. And then managing my growth as an individual versus our growth as a, as a married couple. Mm -hmm. So where I am as a person now is different than who I was five years ago when we started dating. So I have to, you know, adjust and make sure that, that who I'm develop, who I'm, you know, becoming isn't conflicting to our marriage. So I have to keep that in mind. And it's not like stifling myself, but it's just kind of thinking in, on a more rounded, you know, on a more rounded level. Um, one thing in particular that is hard for me, you know, for myself is making decisions, 
not as an individual because I'm I'm a Virgo. I'm very independent. I'm very self motivated. I kind of, <laughs> you know, I wake up. I say, hey, I want to go do this. I get up and I do it. But I, I can't move like that in a marriage. So the good thing about where we are is I can shoot Terry a text. Hey, I think we should go to Bali in March. Here's my plan. I figured it all out. These are the things I'm thinking. And he's like, okay, but have you considered this? <laughs> no, I didn't. But thank you. So I'll add that to the plan. And then can we go? And he's like, yeah, let's go. So that's kind of whereas before I would have just booked it and be like, hey, boo, I'm going to Bali in March. I'll see you when I get back. <laughs> but now, you know, we got we to gotta move, move together. So that, that's been a bit of a challenge. But, you know, it's work. Always learning, always growing. So. So, yeah, so I'll echo a couple of those statements. Um, one of the biggest, well, one of the things to start off with is, of course, marriage, we don't go to college for marriage. We don't go to, mm. we don't grow up from, uh, learning about the how-to of marriage 101. We don't, we go to a few um, premarital counseling sessions, but uh, we can't grasp what everything about marriage is in maybe six or seven sessions. So, literally, from the day one, as soon as you say, I do, everything from then is a learning process. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some things that are going to come natural, but I would say the mo most of the things are not going to come natural. A lot of things that you're going to experience are things through, a lot of things you're going to experience through trials and tribulations. Uh, because the only way to learn from something, in my opinion, is to actually go through it. Uh, whether it be good or whether it be bad, but in this case, some of the challenges and, and and things of that nature doing marriage make marriages so much better because it's a learning opportunity for you to kind of sit back remove yourself out of the equation put both of you in the equation and see how it affects everybody to move forward uh so i would say that yes uh marriage is very 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 challenging but at the end of the day if you can find a way to remove yourself and bring your spouse into the equation and whatever it is it could be you know where what you're gonna do that weekend, you know, like Brittany said, where we're we gonna go for the trips, uh, in anything, anything like such, it's overcomable. But at the end of the day, like I said, if you remove yourself and stop thinking of self. Also, lastly, I know I'm a little long winded, but uh, no, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you good, Justin. <laughs> My man. But uh, no, not, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Let me think about it real quick. Basically, what I was going to say was marriage can be challenging uh, for this instance. One, you're still growing as a person. You're still growing as an individual. Now, you also have to grow as one unit with somebody else. Absolutely. So you're growing in two different ways, and you end up getting challenges both personally and as a unit. Uh, so those are so that is one uh, another sentiment that makes marriage very challenging. But at the end of the day, if you're putting your best foot forward and growth personally as well as your union, then it's definitely, definitely, definitely worth all of the struggles, worth all of the weight, and it's very, very rewarding in the long run. Yes. Um. So I second and third and, you know, all that, to what everyone was saying when it comes to, you know, we as people are ever growing and evolving personally, and then you have to figure out how that ties into my spouse. Because um, I know that I am not the same person that I was when I got married two years ago. Um, and I hope not to be the same person that I am today, two years from now. I will also say to be completely transparent that outside forces also um, make 
marriage very challenging, mm. especially when you come from two different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that, you know, um, because Justin grew up with, you know, um, you know, seeing his parents happily married and them kind of laying the foundation. And then for me, not so much, you know, his family has an idea of how things should go. My family has an idea things should go. And these are both people that we respect. And so we respect their opinion. Um, But it becomes the thing where it's like, you know, are we listening to other people or are we forging our own traditions and, and the way that we do things? And I think that outside sources, even, you know, um, the conversation that Brittany brought up earlier talking about um, or asking rather, um, you know, how we were going to prioritize each other um, and our children, um, you know, our families have very different opinions of how, you know, we should raise our children. Um, and I just think that hearing them soliciting, you know, unsolicited for the most part, um, if we're being honest, advice, and then like, you know, thinking about, about how we were raised, um, and like the good elements of it and trying to tie it together, even though they're totally different can also be very challenging. Um, you know, even when it comes to parenthood, you know, I don't have the best relationship with either of my parents. Justin has a good relationship with both of his. So it's like, you know, trying to figure out the balance of all the experiences, not just who we are today, but all of the experiences that we have had from childhood until now and trying to merge those as we think about expanding our family or even just in the way that we do marriage, um, I think it's especially challenging. And then I'll say it again, like you cannot leave, you know, you, you, you can't leave. And so I think that that has been a wait, personal wait, wait. struggle so for me. I can go downstairs though. Yes, please. But I can't walk out the door. Right. Right. And, and and to be transparent, I think that that has always been an issue for me because, you know, I liken myself to a turtle. Um, you know, I'm all out when I feel comfortable. I'm out of my shell. But the minute that I see danger, sense danger or something, you know, that I, doesn't make me feel comfortable, I kind of retreat. Um, and that has also been challenging to 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 use on. Um, to do to unlearn toxic behavior Mm -hmm. that you have done in the past in your marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my first instinct was when fight flight or fight flight, it's always flight for me. It's always leaving. And like my husband, look, that's not going to work. Like we got to work it out. If you got to go upstairs, I got to go downstairs. And so I think that that's the other challenging part. Unlearning toxic behaviors, that you have done as an individual that do not necessarily work for you as a unit. Oh, I got a response to that later on. Uh-oh. Okay. Put a pin in it. Okay. We're going to put a ping. That was my sound effect. Ping. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So anything else on hard or challenging? What, what makes marriage hard or challenging? All right. So uh, we're going to go to what makes a marriage work. What makes a marriage successful? But the caveat is that you have to just say one word and then explain um, what the word is. And I'll model um, because I've been really thinking about this. I will say that the one word that it's a lot of words that make marriage work. But the thing that comes top of mind is space. Mm. Um, I think that when you have two people who have dominant personalities or even people that have one dominant and one, you know, non-dominant 
whoever it is, space is important because you can get so caught up in being married as a unit that you forget about yourself, Amen. especially us as wives. Mm-hmm. And that's why I say, like, you know, with my job, I get to travel a lot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning who I am individually because I already know who I am as a wife, but, you know, I'm still trying to learn who I am individually and I think that us going to work, us having our own set of friends, us having our own set of hobbies is actually what makes us work because we have lives outside of each other. Mm-hmm. And like we have things that bring us joy outside of each other. And I actually think that that is super helpful to a successful marriage because we are not all tied up in each other. So whereas if Justin is upset with me or if I'm upset with him, like, you know, that's that's it. Like, I can't call a friend or I can't, you know, do a balloon job or record a podcast or he can't take a picture to bring him some joy whenever we go through the bad times. We're not totally bound up in each other that we don't have separate lives outside of our marriage. And I think that that space is, like, super important to a successful marriage. Amen. Amen. Okay. You gonna be you gonna talk or you just in or you just gonna, okay we are gonna pass it to Brittany <laughs> okay so um one word my word would be, would be patience mm. um and patience True. is kind of self explanatory but I don't have any patience mm. I have zero patience life is too short to have patience <laughs> why I've heard that <laughs> why wait when I can have it right now but but marriage has definitely taught me that success is not an overnight a overnight project. Um, we're both learning. We're learning in this together. And like I just said, learning doesn't happen overnight. So I have to be patient with him. I have to be patient with myself. I have to be patient with our life together. Um, I want everything to happen, you know, as soon as I decide that it's going to happen, but that's not, that's not how it goes. And patience has definitely been like the biggest, the biggest lesson for me. Um, what about you, Terry? Well, I'll say the one word for me is, um, nice being cliche, but communication. Amen. Um, and I think communication on a lot of different levels. For me, like in general, I'm not the most open person. <laughs> um, so it took me some working on that. Like I'm one of those people, like Jameson said earlier, like a shell. Like I keep stuff in um, so I don't communicate as much. Um, but it's a marriage. Thing. It's a man thing. It's yeah. Cool. I do the same. <laughs> yeah. I do the same. So, so uh, as marriage thing, like communication is key. Um and like we're like you get vibes from each other. You understand like oh you're not feeling good this day or oh we need to talk about this certain thing. Um, but nobody's a mind reader. So it's like if you don't communicate and like say what you mean and mean what you say, then Amen. it's like nothing is gonna happen. So I think communication is key. Um, so I would definitely say to work on that. And like that's what I've been working on. Like as we've been together, like working on like how to communicate with each other and, and what's the best form of communication with each other. Yes. I will say really quickly before you answer, babe, um, that he said something the other day that I'm going to use against him. Oh, um, so <laughs> I said something and I, and he was like, you know, he basically got upset with me and was like, you know, um, you know, it's not what you, we always hear that, you know, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I didn't say it this way. And he responded. Um, you need some help? Because I remember. Okay, you tell. <laughs> you tell. You didn't hear what I heard. You didn't hear what I heard. Ooh. And I was like, ooh. And, and immediately I was like, oh, I can't wait to use that. But also that's just such a good, like, reminder. Right. Communication is, is 
it's not only you sending the message, it's how the receiver receives Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So a lot of things get lost in that in that middle. So you have to make sure. You know, a lot of people, they say, well, that's not what I meant. You have to say what you mean. Absolutely. Say what you mean. Yeah. And, it's, and it honestly, you know, people always, and I'm a strong believer that people have good intentions, but you have to address the impact. So even if you had good intentions on what you said, if it lands, negatively on you know your spouse you got to be able to own that girl the road um, to hell is paved with good intention listen okay <laughs> where my time ran again <laughs> <laughs> okay babe you go. <laughs> so so we have space we have patience we have communication thank you for that recap i'm surprised we didn't have any repeated answers but mine <laughs> is very very important because it's something that i still low-key struggle with uh, and I looked at the question several, several times just to make sure I'm providing the correct answer. What makes marriage work? That's what we're asking, right? Yes, yes. yes. The biggest thing that makes marriage work for me is compromise. Wow, wow. Compromising <laughs> can True. be such a hard task to take on. Why? Because you're so used to doing something one way 20, 30 years for all of your life, or your family's done the same thing this way all of your life or you like to do this on certain days or you like to do this on on other days but you got to throw all of that out the window and be able to say i know i do this but i can low i i, I can i can be little i can little myself a little bit so that i can get on your level mm-hmm. and we can I, we can do a little bit what i want we can do a little bit if you want that way we're both happy because if you're always doing what the other person wants and then you're just putting up with it you're just tolerating it that's not healthy because mm-hmm. at the end of the day that can bring resentment yep. in in the long run so i would say compromise y'all if you can't if you don't understand the process of compromising and what it means and when you should you know ask for a little compromise or when you need to be the one that's doing a little compromising it's definitely a lot of give and take but it's super 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 uber important and it definitely makes marriages work absolutely again absolutely. compromise not competition and a competition Somebody loses and a compromise, both of us win. And w- marriage is all about winning together. So definitely compromise. All right. Um, all right, y'all. So we're going to move into our last question. Um, and that question is very simple. What advice do you have for people who aspire to be married? Can I start, babe? You sure can. Sure. Awesome. Look, if y'all don't hear anything from me tonight, you actually have to like the person. Amen. Amen. Y'all have to be friends. It's one thing, you know, people get married, they meet up and, excuse me, they meet up, they get married three months later and they can live happily ever after. It happens. But if you don't like that person, if, if you don't understand that person, if you don't get to know that person, if you don't get to know their family, if you don't have any type of bond with them other than a marriage, because at the end of the day, yes, my wife and I are married, but at the end of the day, we are friends to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her to death, but at the end of the day, before she's my wife, she's my friend. If you cannot say that and actually mean that, then you don't need to be marrying that person. Simply put. So that's my advice. Uh, know that person inside and out. Understand what makes them happy. Understand what makes them sad. Understand the things that you do to make them upset and the things that you do to make them happy. Understand all of that stuff because at the end of the day, if you cannot call that person your friend, you have nothing. Yeah. Okay, I can go. Um. So, remember earlier when I said I wanted to put a pin in something that mm-hmm. you said? I'll bring it back up now about working on your own toxic traits first. I recommend that everybody go to therapy as Amen. an individual before getting married. 
um, because you cannot go into into marriage with. I mean, you can. A lot of people do, but it, it's kind of unhealthy to go into marriage with your own issues. You really need to work that out as an individual first. Marriage is not two halves becoming a whole. It's two whole people becoming better. Mm-hmm. You know, better as a couple. So that's my one recommendation. Please go to therapy. Work out any internal trauma or issues that you may have as an individual first because all that will do is bring trauma and grief to your marriage um kind of going back to the last question what justin said about compromise that is huge um i even said like between our marriage like um even different things come up like disagreements or different things come up where i have to check myself and see like where i was at fault and see what can i do better like even with um something that came earlier about work so like you're working on yourself and trying to do better um, with yourself and work, but you got to realize like your personal growth can't sabotage the unit's growth. Mm. So with that is that you got to realize that what you're trying to do and like your career, like you got together. So like you have to figure out like, this is the ground and this is the foundation. So whatever I'm doing in this lane, you know, can't interfere with this one. So I think that came up to me in our marriage, like when I'm realizing like, oh, my job, like trajectory and trying to realize different things and seeing like, okay, I need to not be focused on where I'm at, but like on where I'm at, but make sure I'm not like losing focus on like us. So I think that compromise is huge. So like realizing that, okay, that quality of time is important. I'm realizing that, okay, with any career, any job, like if you was to leave it, one day or someone's to happen to you, like they replace you. So like, Absolutely. but that marriage is not replaceable. Like you, mm-hmm. you got to work on that mm-hmm. together. So I think that's the one thing is like compromise and like realizing that you got to grow as a unit, not as, you know, just your own lane. So. Aww. You listen okay. to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but now real quick, y'all, since we just still talking about compromise, let me tell y'all something, right? I hate musicals. Oh right. God, he does! I oh hate, my God, I stand music. He does. I go to sleep. I roll my eyes. <laughs> I talk to people behind me, tell me to shut up. But when I get free tickets to a musical, we're always there. We are always there. Why? Because my wife will sit in that arena for three hours and sing every song, mouth every <laughs> word, and I can compromise because I know that it's dreadful for me. But that when we walk out. Babe, I really enjoyed it. Thank mm-hmm. you. And that means the world to me, y'all. So I just wanted to throw that little carrot in there. If yeah. y'all didn't really understand what compromise is all about, that's just that's just a little a little hindsight. It's about yes. musicals. It's about musicals. <laughs> TV shows. It's about musicals. And I'm y'all, I'm commi- like when I tell y'all I am a like a music first of all, I pray to the good Lord above that our child loves Disney. Um, cause, and the thing is, Justin sings and loves music, but he hates musicals. My favorite movie in the entire world is Dreamgirls. I knew you were um, going to say that. It is Dreamgirls. Um, when I first saw you. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all, he know the musical. That's what he sang on our wedding, too, just FYI. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was a great example because, y'all, I'm telling y'all, if y'all can see Justin's body language in the musical versus mine, it is hilarious. Um, but I do appreciate you. Um, I want to publicly tell you that I appreciate you sitting through hours. Um, I think so, you know, <clears throat> I think that um, the advice that I would give, you have to be ready to work. Uh, marriage is not for the faint of heart. And a lot of times folks are always so caught up in 
the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. Mm-hmm. The wedding is a small, the smallest, smallest, smallest part of your life together. And if you are not committed, like Brittany said, if you haven't done the pre-work and, you know, for me, I started going to therapy after we got married, but I realized that I had some toxic traits from my childhood that were, that were showing up in our marriage. And, um, so definitely agree to that. But y'all, I'm telling y'all marriage is work. It's work. It's like a job that you love, but you got to work hard. You love it. Like the, the benefits are good. The pay is good, but you got to work hard. You have to work hard. Um, yeah, and I love my benefits, y'all. <laughs> First of all, I'm not even going to tell you what I was start thinking about because it's not PG-13. But yeah, y'all, I, I would just say you got to know for sure. You have to be you have to be as aligned as you can about your future and all that stuff before you make that commitment. Um, so I just want to end with that. And I want to thank um, my husband. I want to thank Brittany and Terry uh, for being guests on tonight's episode. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to record one more episode um, before the end of the year, but if not, I want to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And um, we are excited about what the Queen's Tea Podcast is going to do in 2020. Um, And as always, I hope that your cup has been filled.